Welcome, everybody. If you're listening to this right now, you're listening to the Frank Graham Podcast. Once again, joining me for the second time in a row is Joji. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Frank Grimm Podcast with guest podcaster, yours truly, Joey G. See, you do that You do that a little little too enthusiastically. You kind of... Well, that's how I, I do it on my podcast. You're kind of stealing my thunder right now. I'm trying no. to steal your thunder. <laughs> if I wanted to steal your thunder, I'd start bringing my wrestling friends onto this podcast. Well, hey, that'd be phenomenal. I don't know if they want to drive all the way out here, though. You know? Uh, anyway, we actually... Uh, just saw um, a wrestling show uh, just just last night. Tough and talented. Tough and talented, right? Over yeah. in Torrington, Connecticut. Yeah, that was a, that was a phenomenal show. Debut right? show. Um, and what really got me and um, was they they had the uh, I think it was the, their friend Big Jim. Yes, Big Jim. Like he pat he passed away or something like a couple a couple days ago before the venue started and before they started like the show they had this big uh memorial where they had all the wrestlers come out and put roses on the chair for big jim and they all surrounded the uh the ring and they just you know were talking about their friend and like at the 10 bell salute i mean i i was really touched i didn't know big jim um but just to see the amount of the, the amount of hurt that uh, his friends were going through, um, you know, talking about his passing. I mean, it, that that was like, I don't know. That made the show for me. You know what it is? Um, it, it's funny how wrestling, as I said on the last episode I was on with you, can bring a lot of people together in the craziest ways. And this ep- and last night's show, um, you know, Big Jim's passing. Rest in peace to the guy. Um, I didn't know much about Big Jim until um, more recently, um, and it, it was really sad when I heard about his passing, and I felt terrible because I was like, wow, you know, everybody, they, um, th- this is a guy who apparently touched everybody's, touched everybody on um, on the indie scene, and I didn't realize how many people knew Big Jim the way uh, they all did, and it really affected a lot of these guys on the indie uh, wrestling scene, sadly. Um but it also brought them all together last night at the tough and talented wrestling show that we were at, you know, um, there was a lot of tributes during the show. Some people came out wearing their big gym shirts. Other people were taking the titles that they won that night and placing them on the big gym, uh, memorial chair over near the, uh, entrance way. And, um, it was just phenomenal show to not only honor well, to, uh, oh, excuse me, to not only, um, to not only celebrate the life of Big Jim, but um, it was just a phenomenal wrestling show in general for a promotions for a show. You know, you know, a lot of his close, really close friends were there. A lot of his good friends were there, and um, you, you see all the people together celebrating his life while putting on a fantastic wrestling show, which is what Big Jim would have loved. You know, again, I didn't know much about Big Jim prior to his passing. I only knew a little bit about him. So, you know, I don't want to sit here and talk like I, I knew everything about him because, you know, I'd be lying and I don't want to upset a few people. I don't want to upset the people who have gotten to know him, you know, because I don't want to try to do this for publicity or anything. But it is really you you definitely could see how everybody was together last night, you know, in for that show. And it, it made the show I, I it made the show a lot more for their first show ever. It made it a lot more special 
what that they were celebrating his life at that show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could see the amount of love they must have had for this guy. I, uh, you know, it, it's to, to see just, you know, you could see the promoter guy. I don't remember his name or whatever. Uh, Vince, Vinny or Vin, Vincenzo. I'm trying to remember his name myself. So, yeah. You could see, like, when he, after they they walked, after this, the you know, little memorial was done, he got down on his knees in front of that chair, and you could you could see him crying, man. You could see the pain, you know, of losing a friend. Um, you know, like I I feel that because I feel like we all lost somebody, you know, and you know I, I think it's it's very easy to get on the empathetic level, uh, hearing about somebody lose a friend, but to see. Just the, the the raw emotion um, of of these wrestlers, you know, you know, cry, cry, you know, crying and in tears for their, you know, their friend. It really, really moving and stuff, you know. From what I hear, I, I, I apparently the big Jim, who's a really great guy. I know that one wrestler talked about. Um, forget the guy. I forget to do his name. The guy in the first match. Which one, Dan uh, the Man? Or Lucas Chase. Lucas Chase. There you go. Lucas Lucas Chase. Yeah, because Lucas uh, said something about Big Jim uh, traveling like 200 miles or something to bring him to a, uh, I guess, a promotion. And you'd really say that's that's the that's a good friend right there. I mean, that's a that's a real true friend right there to go out of their way and you know to do something of that importance. You know, just. I don't know, and that I feel like that's important in life to have good friends, you know, that are willing to just at the drop of a dime help you out. You know, you could have. There's a big, uh, you know, and obviously everybody knows me from talking nothing but wrestling. But if you were get a little bit more into my like personal life, when it comes to friends, you know, there's two kinds of friends you're gonna have. There's gonna be the ones that are that'll. Um, there's two friends you're gonna have. There's the kind that you could just sit there and in the car, take a drive at like one o'clock in the morning to a diner, sit in a diner and just shoot the, can I curse? Go, we're going right Shoot ahead. the shit. <laughs> shoot the shit at one in the morning in a diner and just talk and talk and talk. And then there are friends that, uh, then there are friends out there that they only look out for their own best interests. Can't even really call them friends, you know? And, uh, Sometimes you gotta distinguish who's the better, who who's worth keeping in your life and who's not, by basing it on who's willing to, you know, who's willing to to make you maybe ask yourself if they're gonna do the same for you, that you would do for them, and that you're not wasting your time. Oh, I agree one hundred percent. I you know it's, you know, real friends are like almost uh, like family at that point. You know, it's it's like that bond is. That connection is like that strong. I mean, I know you have friendships you've had for like over 15, 20 years. You've known, bro. I've known. You've stayed in touch. I've been friends with somebody. I've been friends with. I'll, I'll name him his name. I've been friends with Matt, my buddy Matt, who I've known now for almost thirty-one years mm-hmm. since we were five and six together. And the joke that I've made between him and me all the time is that I, he just can't get rid of me. And I think it's the same with him. He's at times been like, I think it's funny knowing that we've known each other since we were five and six. And I think he's always believed at some point that the friendship was just going to end. But I'm like, (laughs) he makes that a joke as a joke because he's funny like that. 
Because I remember one time I didn't call him for like six months. And he was like, oh, I thought you just like moved on or something. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't move on, man. I don't just let you go just like that, dude. <laughs> you know, but um, I've had friends I've known for the longest time that are like ride or die friends that, you know, that at the blink of an eye will be there for you if you need them. Then I've met some really judgmental, some people that are, some people that you question yourself on why you ever decided to give them a shot as a friend or why you were ever friends with them to begin with, mm-hmm. you know? You get some people that you think are looking out for your best interests, but in reality, they're uh, they're plotting against you. And that's, you always got to be careful on who your real friends are. Or you got to really be careful on some friends that you think have their, have your best interests when they really don't. I've found that out one too many times the hard way. Um, I've had people that I thought were on my side in times who turned out was playing like a double agent in a way. They're sitting there talking you up, telling you things like, oh, don't worry, you know, I I got your back. Don't worry this. Don't worry that. Meanwhile, they're the ones plotting your destruction the entire time. And you don't understand it. Those are kind of like narcissist friends, if you think about it. Mm. They're the ones that will tell you that you're doing everything, that when you call them out on something they're clearly doing wrong, they're going to come back and be like, make you feel like the bad guy every single time. You can't have friends that are going to sit there and like never take accountability for their actions because they are the kind of people that are just going to drive you up the wall and you start like questioning are things that you're doing wrong. I'm not going to mention names, but there was a guy one time that I used to be friends with. Um, he sat there. He start, He started up a lot of drama between me and some other people. And at times he sat there and he tried to get convince me to like just, you know, cut ties with a, he always wanted me to cut ties with people. And he figured I needed to cut the cord on somebody that I'm really close with now to this day. Like he kept saying, Oh, I think it's time. You kind of just like cut the cord. And I'm like, I don't know why, man. Like, why would you want me to do that and everything? And just seeing the way he acted, it was very disturbing in a way he would, how do I put it? He would always be poking his nose in things that he that didn't involve him. He'd always be stirring up problems when you didn't need like when it go. Like I used to used to bowl with this guy in a bowling league. Every week I'd come to the league, he'd always be saying something that would get my buttons going. He'd always be pressing my buttons like every fucking week. You know, and then I can take a joke. I can I could play around, I could have fun. But this guy would literally like try to purposely get under your like skin. And I'd be like, why you got to do that? Like every week, like, come on, man, I'm trying to focus and have a good time here. He'd always bring the negativity out. And then when you confront him, he'd be like, well, I don't know why you're getting so riled up over it. 
when he was the one that started it. Those are the kind of people you don't need in your life. <laughs> yeah, man, I I can agree with you on that. I've I've been. It feels like I've been through the ringer of uh, just you know not not good friends, not good people, and I, like I I can relate too. I mean, I've I've had friends that you know. You, you get all sorts of um, fake friends into the mix. You know, there's the friends that always want something from you or the friends that, you know, are acting like they're always doing something for you and they're, they're really not. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's tough. It's really tough to distinguish the good friends from the bad ones because, you know, y- you meet some of these people and you can build a relationship with them and be blind half the time that, oh, shit, like this – this person's really not good for me. Like this, you know, this person is really isn't my, really doesn't give a shit about me, you know? And it, it's not, not everybody's going to be your friend. And I feel like that's okay, you know? Um, And it's okay to, you know, kind of clean house every once in a while um, and only keep the, the people that truly deserve to be in your life you know, there, I think that's a not, not only very healthy and mature thing to do, but it's also kind of necessary. I mean, no one-sided friends. Yeah, no, it it feels like a one-sided friendship, you know? And, and, and a lot of times too, a lot of times just friendships, they just, they just don't work out. People are just two different people. It's not necessarily they're, they're, you know, 100% evil or bad. It's just sometimes, you know, it it just, you know, it, it just doesn't work out. You know, you you know, like th- there's people that I've, you know, there's friends that I've had that, you know, nothing bad happened between us, but we just lost touch because we were just not that close of friends. Grown apart sometimes. Yeah. You know, that but, you'll probably run into at a gas station or a grocery store and you'll both get a friendly nod or a, hey, what's up? And then you just go on with your life. Yeah. That's happened with me sometimes. And then, of course, there's the friends that you got to reevaluate, like I said. One-sided friendships are very toxic because you'll feel like you'll be doing a lot, but they won't be willing to do anything. And I got another example for you. You know, I knew a guy that, um, you know, I knew a guy that I would, I one time remember a dude that I paid for his dinner at like a TJF Fridays, you know, paid for his dinner, gave him gas money. Whenever he asked for gas money, I gave it to him, paid for his dinner at TJF Fridays one night when he asked me to. You know, he asked me me to be nicer to his friend who I wasn't really cool with. And I, I t- put on a, a tight lip and I didn't freaking be a jerk. You know, I recalled so many things I was doing for this guy so that after all of it, all I asked him to do one day, I asked him if he could try to get out of work an hour early from his job so we could all make it down to a wrestling show on time, you know? He gave me every excuse in the world why he couldn't do that. And I recall and I sit there and out of nowhere, I'm like, you know, what's really messed up, dude, is that I paid for your dinner the other night at TJF Fridays when you didn't have any money. I sit there and I give you gas money. I keep my promise that I'm willing to help you, like to to not be a jerk to your friend that I don't like. And the least I'm asking you to do is to see if you can – Ask to get out of your job an hour early so we can all meet up at the wrestling show. You know, what ends up happening then, 
he sends his parents after me. Oh, boy. Now, imagine being a grown-ass 27-year-old adult between two adult friends, and you got to get your parents involved. And I'm not sitting there saying that your parents shouldn't help you in, in situations that are really dire need serious. But this is not a dire need serious thing to do. That's what made me start questioning this guy as a friend. You know? And to my mistake, I held on a little too much longer thinking I could, things could change, unfortunately. Sadly, it was never the case. And by the following year, me and him were no longer friends. Because as time grew on, I started to realize how much more toxic he was by the fact that I was doing things that he would never necessarily do for me. And that's that. Like you were saying, that's just a one-sided one friendship. Feels like one friend is putting in all the effort, even making compromises, you know, trying to go that extra little mile. And the other friend just, it, you, you like, it, the other friend just takes you for granted or, you know, just doesn't give a shit. Or, you know, it that, that happens. That's why real much. friendships yeah. will, uh, last the tail will, will stand the test of time all the way till the day we're, that we're in the ground. Right. And the craziest part about it, you look at one friend like that, never seemed to be humble about anything I ever did for him. Then you got my buddy, Phil, Phil last year spoke out about how I was way too good to him to even continue to feel like he deserved anything. Phil went on it. My buddy, Phil, and he's probably going to get mad that I tell this story. But Phil got Phil felt so terrible about the fact that he forgot his debit card on his way out the door leaving for work. He had just broke up with his girlfriend that week. His first day after a weekend, he broke up with his girlfriend. He forgot his, his wallet and his debit card at, back at home. Because he didn't have his debit card, he didn't go and get lunch on his lunch break. And he almost didn't make it home. Because he was running out of gas. He was really close to his car being on empty because he didn't have gas. I drove out all the way to Poughkeepsie. After already working from 5 o'clock in the morning to like 5 at night. To go meet up with him. Pull up to a gas station. Not only did I fill his tank. But I bought him, but, but I bought him dinner as well. Taco Bell, of course. But, <laughs> but the point is. But the point is. You know, and Phil sat there, said that he feels like he could never repay me for that generosity, and I'm one of the nicest people in the world. I'm not trying to talk myself up either. He got me back in in return as uh, when I met up with him to go grab a bite to eat down in uh, his area. He got me back by buying dinner and then filling my tank. Nice. <laughs> Tell me that's not a real friend that's, right there. Yeah. That's genuine right there. And I've been friends with him for almost 20 years now. Yeah. It's that kind of, you know, back and forth sort of, uh, you know, love for one another. That, that, that That's a true friend. You know what I mean? Like, the true friends don't take your acts of kindness for granted. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like you, you, do, you do good things without even – with a real friend, you do something with them without even the thought of ever being repaid back for it. You just do it because – you know, you're good friends. You know, uh, it, and I, I, I don't know, like, you, like, 
like you were saying before, like, you know, with the, um, with, with having fake friends or, or friends that are, you know, bad friends, you know, the difference between, um, like having a fight with them or a disagreement and then having a fight with a real friend. If you, I feel like if you've been friends long enough with someone, there's going to be a point when you get into a fight or disagreement over something. Of course. <laughs> no friendship is 100% perfect. Oh, yeah. You can't expect a friendship to be 100% perfect. There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be fights. There's going to be arguments at times between friends. The difference between on, – on, and it's always a test on friendships with arguments. I've told, I've told several friends of mine in the past – that no friendship is 100% perfect. There's going to be fights from time to time. Um, and there's people who, and one of my friends who used to think that his friendship was perfect because they never fought, he's not friends with that guy anymore. Mm. The difference being, he used to think because they never fought that they had a perfect friendship. Problem was, they never fought because they never spoke up about anything to each other. Yeah. It's that that's what actually led to more fights over time because they were never speaking up to each other about things. Kind of like sugarcoating everything. No, one time the guy would – well, the problem with that is that that comes back to that fake friend. You know, like the two friends I knew, he got fed up because one day I questioned it to my friend. I was like, you notice I, – I noticed he never once ever disagrees with you, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, have you ever once – has he ever once said no to you? Because he always yeses you to death. He called him out on it and he said that he's a he admits yes. He's He yeses people to death because he's afraid of losing his friends. Mm. I'm like, that's great that you don't want to start conflicts, but don't you realize that if you keep yesing them, now that somebody picks up on the fact that you're yesing them to death, now they're kind of going to be like, well, I don't know if he's telling me the truth anymore or if he's just saying this – because he doesn't want to cause a conflict or a fight. There's no honesty there. If you're yesing a man to death. You know. They're not friends anymore. Because he couldn't handle the, the yes man tactics. Mm. Yeah. Honesty. Open honesty is always something you want in a friendship. You know. If you guys can't talk it out over an argument. Then you guys can't be friends. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And even you know, sometimes. Like the truth hurts sometimes. And. A real friend is going to tell you something truthful. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's going to sting a little bit, you know, and might cause a fight. But you know what? Like, you got a truthful friend that's looking out yeah. for you. Like, the kind of, you appreciate that guy because he's trying to help you out. It might hurt to hear what they're trying to tell you, but they're generally concerned and they care about you if they're doing that. Yeah. Like, they're not sugarcoating that shit. The type of friend that tells you, you got to get your fucking life together. You know, like, exactly. Excuse my French, but, you know, and it hurt because our egos, we don't want to, we don't want to hear that. Oh, hey, we're not doing good enough. You know what I mean? And so like a, a friend that's, you know, like trying to you know, speak the truth to you, it kind of, it kind of makes, you, you know, you kind of dislike them for a, a little bit. Because, because they're hitting you with the blunt truth. Yeah. You're hitting, they're hitting a nerve somewhere and it's coming from a place of love. Um, but yeah, that can cause that can sometimes cause friction in a friendship. But you know what? You got a good friend there, and you know what? You also don't want to sit there 
and bring up that issue like six months later. Don't sit there and say that everything is cool. If it's still bothering you, openly talk about it. Don't sit there and say it's cool. Then six months later, you use that to try to win an argument or use it as an excuse. I got another story for you. And it's a story time on the Frank Grimm podcast. <laughs> sometimes, oh crap. Um, sometimes, you know, I knew a guy that I got into an argument. The problem was he was mad about something that happened um, in September of 2019. Mm-hmm. You know, flash forward like six, seven months later. Something I was completely unaware of. After the little thing that we got into, I asked, are we cool? He said, yeah, we're good. And I figured we had worked it out at that point. I come to find out seven months later, he's still going on upset about that situation. Not only that, but he's also putting blame on me for his failed relationship on top of it. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, what do you want from me? Like, I... You know, the situation, the situation was such, such such a horrible, like, incident. And even I admit, I was partly to fault for that incident that occurred between us. I'm not sitting here and I'm not taking any, I'm not sitting here and trying to play the victim because I'll admit it. I was partly to blame for that. But you know what? I thought we talked it out. I thought we moved on from it. I thought it was in the past. I come to find out from another mutual friend seven months later that he's still going on about it, blaming me for things. Almost like he's reaching for reasons and excuses to be angry. Or someone else is like help helping like gaslight him. Like, no. Like if the incident is done between you guys, it stays done. Don't bring it up seven months later, because that all that does is make it seem like your friendship is only your friendship's not as as close as you think about it. Very mm, Mahatchet. Sometimes you have to bury the hatchet. That's what I mean. You know. And then I find out seven months later, the guy, and this is somebody I used to be really close with, sits there and he's going on saying like, oh, you know, I don't want to bowl with him on the next league because of such and such is now the reason why, because of the fight we had, he's also not, I don't, I'm still not over that. Plus he's the reason me and me, me and my, you know, my significant other are no longer together. Like on one hand, you know, I'll admit the fight I had, it sucked. It is what it is. But you're sitting there blaming me for your relationship problems now? It's like now you're just reaching for reasons to be mad. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but, <laughs> like, if you have an issue with me, I want you to talk it out with me. Talk it out or hell, yell and scream at me first. Get it out of your system so we can work on it, move forward, and be return to being friends. Get it out of your system if you need to. You know, take one for the, I'll take one for the team if you want to like slap me in the face once just to get it out of your system. You know, talk about turning the other cheek. I mean, <laughs> but I'm saying like, yeah, wouldn't you want to deal with it in that moment, move past it, and then, you know, re- resume being friends and having fun times? I, I think that's a very healthy way to go. About. I mean, if you have to, yeah. I don't agree. I don't really condone slapping your friend in the face to get it out of your system. But if you feel like you got to get to that level, can I like, don't you, wouldn't you rather like want to get past that can garbage? I, can I just slap you if I ever need to? No, Frank. No. <laughs> I swear. If you try slapping me, it'll be like that day when we were outside in the snow. Oh God. 
you know, dragging you across the lawn into the house when you were pretending to have a broken arm. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to take a short commercial break. And commercial break? We're going to – I just play the, the music. Commercial break? There are no commercials on this. <laughs> we're going to take a quick – Commercial break because we're. Are you cutting me off because I almost broke your arm as kids? I'm cutting you off. Well, we'll be right back. Listen to the cool music, and we're gonna get right back into this. And so we're back here with the Frank Grimm podcast with um, – I swear Joey. he only did that because he, he was getting upset that I was reminding him of the story <laughs> when I dragged him across the lawn after almost breaking his arm as kids. You bruised my arm. I told you. You used to sit there and pretend that I hurt you every time because you were a sore fucking loser. You would never let me win in backyard wrestling. You would never let me win. I tried to let you win sometimes, and you'd whine and complain. If I put you in the sharpshooter, you'd cry I broke your leg. Anyways, <laughs> sorry for the back and forth bickering. Um, oh, God. It's, uh, sorry for the back and forth childhood shit. bickering, but yeah, getting back um, to the serious topic <laughs> of friendships. We're, we're talking about, I mean, like, so we were just saying before about, um, you know, with, with disagreements and arguments with friends, you know, it, it's either it's either you're going to bury the hatchet and and drop the drop the fighter issue or just move on completely. You know, um, some friendships, I feel like, are are not worth saving. Um, others, you know, you know, others, sometimes you throw away the friendship and you realize, oh, shit, you know, did I did I take that too far? Was it was this is this really worth us you know losing a friendship over? You know, bar that there's certain situations where I mean it, it's pretty blatantly obvious. Like I mean you know, like if a friend is you know steals like a girlfriend or a boyfriend from you, you know that they rob like, you of money. Yeah, that's grounds for definitely like hey you, you do not you're not no no you're not like a ride or die pretty much. Um, sometimes there's also friends out there that don't seem to realize it, how important they are to you until a serious moment where they need to realize how important they are to you. Funny story. Here we go with the story times because it's always something that relates to it. My friend, Billy, <laughs> he's one of my closest friends in the world. Sometimes he's a complete dumbass. <laughs> but he he's somebody out there. It took him a while to realize that he had a real true friend in front of him over a bunch of fake friends who didn't give two shits about him. I remember one night I got into a massive argument with him over a stupid mistake he made. We didn't talk for six fucking months. Mm. And I remembered one day after we started talking again, we were cool again. You know, there was a big blatant fight where he did something stupid. He refused that he he refused to believe he was in the wrong. And I kind of got through to him that night in a way that was so funny because I was sitting there saying, you know what's hilarious about you, dude, is that every time 
your dumb ass makes a stupid ass move. It's always me picking up your stupid ass. Once again, when you're the one who sits there, argues with me that you don't know what you're doing, that you, that I don't know what I'm talking about. Turns out in the end, I'm the only one that cares about your stupid ass every time. Cause I'm the only one going out of my way to fix your stupid, to look out for your dumb ass. Once again, Ain't the truth. It ain't a lie. No matter how many dumbass times he's been a stupid moron, I've always looked out for him. Well, yeah, there's there's those friends. Excuse me. Uh, I I get that the friend that you know fucks up and like you're bailing him out of jail. I'm bailing him. I'm bailing him out multiple. Billy doesn't know. Billy knows how many times I've bailed his ass out of like problems. Yeah. And I ain't talking about bailing him out of jail. I bailed him out of some serious. Some seriously stupid incidents where I told him it was a bad idea. He didn't listen to me. The fr- yeah, I mean. And I said no matter how times his, his thick-headed ass didn't listen to me, I ended up still bailing his dumb ass out. There's also been some friends of mine that, you know, I remember one time a friend of mine messaged me set, crying because of an incident that was going on and I, and I re and it was like that person messaged me crying because they didn't listen to me yet again. And they got caught in a situation, which almost cost them a lot. And the first words I remember saying to them is like, man, I need to get my head examined for every stupid, every time I fucking listen to your dumb ass, do something stupid again. Because I swear to God, I should get my head examined. Because I don't know why I keep helping you out. Yeah. Sometimes you ask yourself, why don't you get your head examined? Because you wonder if you're actually wasting your time with this person. Well, that's the, you know, that's the lengths that we go to for the people you really truly care about. Yeah. Sometimes, some, you know what I mean? Like I, I've had friend, you know, I, I've had friends that like, you know, if they drop out a hat like i'd be there for them i had one friend like kind of my own personal kind of story i had a friend that you know the relationship felt kind of one-sided you know like he got he got arrested one time won't say for what but um uh i was there to pick him up you know when he uh when he uh broke his legs and was stuck in the house all the time and couldn't get out of the house, confined to a wheelchair. I came and I picked him up every single day, you know, uh, certain things like that. And, you know, then, then you only get calls um, when they want. Oh, hey, can you drive me and my wife to the airport? Oh, hey, can you do this job for me? You know, you get, you get, you know, you, you kind of wonder, like, am I, am I like a, am I a schmuck? Like, is this, is, you know, if I called them and asked them, hey, you know, I need your help right now. Would that person be there for me the way I'm there for them? You know, and sometimes you got to ask yourself like that, that sort of question. A, a lot of times you realize, holy shit. They wouldn't. I know for a fact they wouldn't. You know, and and it's like, how much, how much, how much are you gonna put into a one-sided friendship 
you know, before you, you, you know, you wake up and you realize that that's just what it is. I mean, I've had, I've had lots of close friends of mine that unfortunately we, you know, it's, it's not how, you know, like close, like brothers, you know what I mean? Like close, like brothers where you, you know, like you could never imagine a friendship ending and the amount of pain you feel because it's like, it's just like being in like uh, a romantic relationship, you know? Um, and I'm not saying like, you know, romantic with that friend. I mean, like friendship breakups can be just as painful, maybe exactly. worse yeah. than a relationship breakup when you're dating somebody. It's, it's Whether tough. you're dating a guy, a girl, or you're attracted to the same sex or something, you know, friendship breakups can actually hurt 10 times worse than a, um, than a, than a dating breakup between a couple because friendship breakups, it's so, it's, it sounds so weird saying friendship breakups, but I think that's the best word for it. Yeah. A friendship breakup could sound worse because you have so many more memories with that person that are locked in the back of your mind. They're good memories. And you just sit there and you wonder in your head, you're like, damn, we went through all of that just to become strangers again. Mm. You know, I, I that resonates with me because I got a lot of friends like that. It's unfortunately like I, I sit here and you know I I never wanted the friendship to go in that direction. You know what I mean? And I I feel like and you know, like I've forgiven, you know, I, I've I've forgiven like every everybody that you know I used to be friends with and we're not friends anymore. I I've accepted that things just didn't work out and it's not like I wish them bad or whatever. I wish everybody well, you know, that it, it just, you know what Same I mean? Same goes here, man. Like, like there's so many people I used to be very tight with, you know, friendships I thought were going to last the length of time or to the test of time. And they're no longer strong because you know, things change between them. And, you know, I get it. People grow, people change. Some people end up beginning families and they don't have time to hang out like they used to. And that's, I get that. I'm, I'm accepting of that. As you grow older, the, the, the differences between friendships, it's a lot more different as you grow older. You want to be, it's a lot more different when you grow older. Of course, for people are going to, those friends are not going to be around like they used to be because they're starting families or they're, in relationships and they're married or they want to move and that's going to happen. And that I understand. Then there's the friendships that don't, that end up ending that you don't want to see end, but they're done. And you know, anybody I've never, I'm no longer close with. I, I don't have any ill, ill will towards them. I don't hate them. You know, it, it sucks because there's some of them. I wish the best right now. Some of them have gone on to move on with their lives. And then there's still some, some, there's some out there who I know for a fact, just continuously bring me up in conversations because they have nothing better to do with their lives. Mm. And it's just, I'm not even angry about it. Like a few years ago, I would have been livid to hear them still talking negatively about me. Like it would have triggered me to go off on like a, tangent of hateful like whatever now to me it's just sad because it's like 
you have anything better to do than to talk about a person that's no longer in your life anymore? Mm. Come on. Like, like, I don't think they're – like, are they even giving any attention to you right now? Like, are you living so far rent-free in that that person's head that they have to talk about you more and more every day to make themselves feel better when you're not even an active part of their life? Mm. Right now, there's a there's a person I know for a fact I haven't talked been friends with for like four years now. Still talk, and I hear this through through mutual friends who are still mutually friends with him. You know, that all he does is bring me up to this day. And they sit there. I'm like, are you still going on about Joe right now? Like, come on. You know, and I I, I sit there. I hear it, and just like. My God, man, like, come on. Like, <laughs> don't you got anything better to do than to think about me? Because I don't give a shit about you right now. Mm. You know, like you're the farthest thing from my mind when I'm at a wrestling show or I'm at a baseball game or when I'm sitting back behind my Xbox playing Far Cry. You know, like, is it really worth going on about that friend that you're no longer friends with? But then it makes you ask yourself, if you're still going on about them and they don't miss you, you start to wonder, are you the one that misses them after you said you never wanted anything to do with them yes. ever again? Oh, exactly. I, I, you know, I've been through that all the time. You know, it, Nine times out of ten, if, if you're talking about like a, like a, a friend that, oh, I'm pissed off at him. He's such an asshole. He never listens to me. Blah, 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 blah. This, that, and the other thing. Nine times out of ten, you're saying that because you, you, you fucking, you miss them. Or you're upset with that, you know, that the friendship isn't working. And don't get me wrong. It's normal at the beginning of the end of a friendship to be a little angry at the beginning. Like a week or two in, yeah. That's it. You know? But if you're going on about them three years later and they've moved on with their lives, then they're bitter. Then you're being bitter. You know? Especially when you're the one that cut the ties. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you need it, – it's like it's like if it was like a romantic breakup. You need time to, you know, heal from it. But you have to eventually move on. And that, that That's all there is to it. Like you can't hold that, that pain – um, of, you know, oh, this person's not in my life anymore. You know, I, I got tons of friends that, um, you know, I, I'll even go on the other side of that. I feel like I fucked up a friendship. Like, um, you know, I have one friend in particular who was probably, who probably cared about me more than anybody. And I... You know, I, I did, you know, I wasn't always as, you know, I, I didn't reciprocate the feelings um, or the actions back as good where I felt like I was the friend that wasn't doing enough, you know. And this one friend in particular just disappeared completely, you know, and it, it hurt because I, I, I didn't even get the chance to talk to them. You know, I we, we, I didn't get even get the chance to. This friend just vanished, just out of thin air, just left my life, you know, and it left me questioning and wondering, like, what did I do wrong? You know, what what could I have done better? You know, was was there even an issue? Like, why do they leave? I think that's the worst 
when um, a friend just goes ghost. And I had that happen to me to a very good friend of mine who I would consider kind of like a mentor to me, um, a brother. And, you know, this this dude, you know, he really changed he really changed my life and, and taught me so much. He was he was like a second older brother to me. That's the absolute worst when they go you know? ghost on you. And he just just vanishes, and it's, you know, you, you. I think you come to terms with okay. Well, I definitely fucked up a, a few times here, but, you know, I, I was that enough to put the nail in the coffin of our relationship. But then to just go ghost and not even tell me, oh hey, I, I don't think this is gonna work out. I would prefer to hear, you know, hey Frank, I can't keep being friends with you. As much as that hurts, I think it hurts even more not hearing anything. That's always a lot better. I'd rather yeah. someone be honest with me, you know, and then go ghost on you. Going ghost is the worst because that leaves you wondering, did you do something? Yeah. You know, going – don't ever ghost your friends that you don't want to talk to anymore. At least give them the dignity and at least explain to them why you feel you can't be friends with them anymore. Yeah. Maybe there's a, spot, a chance to see if you guys can figure it out and work it out. But if it can't, at least be good and be good enough like that and just talk to them. Let them know. Mm. Going ghost on a person is the worst possible thing you could do. Because you'll leave that person empty, not knowing if it was his fault or if it was their fault. And I've been ghosted when it comes to friendships too. Like by people who at one point I knew we were we were as thick as thieves. Next thing I know, I'm not hearing anything from them ever again. Some There would be people I used to talk to every single day. You know, there would be people I'd be hanging out with every single day. Not every single day, but like every weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'd be talking to once a week, twice a week. Now, completely ghosted me. People who I've been to their weddings, like they, they've... This dude at one uh, years ago invited me to his wedding, and I only knew him for about half a year. Not that long ago, back in 2019, he ghosted me. Just out of nowhere, ghosted me. And the saddest part about it is, you know, for three years, things were not things were not good between us for three years. And I'd ask him, "What's going on, man? Is everything good?" He would tell me everything's good. Find out he ghosts me three years later. Then I find out from somebody else that he was angry at me for the last like four years because he felt like I changed, but he never told me. Like, and then he said, "Well, I was a, I would I was introducing little hints to ex, to kind of give it away that I have issues with you." And I'd be like, "Well, how am I supposed to know you had issues with me and you're not talking? Communication." Oh yeah, absolutely. Jesus Christ, like fucking speak up here. It's not like... that childhood, that childish. Oh, you got to figure out what's wrong. Bullshit. Like that shit don't work when you're adults. You got to speak up. Yeah, I I'm not gonna be able to pick up on your s- subtle hints that oh hey you're mad at me or you know what I mean like like this dude would literally give subtle hints on Facebook. But I wouldn't pick up on it because he's like, oh, I'm dropping subtle hints in the, in the messages and stuff. And he's like, I was waiting till you asked me. I'm like, 
Why do I got to wait till you're asking me? So then you can sit there and like blame it all on me. Tell me what I'm doing wrong again. <laughs> you know, Being straight up. Yeah. And I tried to work it out with them for about three weeks. It was good. And then it, I, I went back to that fucking same thing. And then next thing I know I'm ghosted on social media. I don't hear from the person for about, and then I find out from somebody else. That's the reason why. And I just like, well, you know what? I, at this point, who cares? You tried, and it is what it is. Yeah. I still got photos of him all over my Facebook. I didn't do the childish thing and delete every instance that I, every image of him off my Facebook. Yeah. Like, I don't do that childish delete all the photos bullcrap because that's childish. Now, I, I want to ask you a question, Joe. Go. So, like, let's say. Go ahead. And because this just comes to my mind because, you know, I have friends. Like, let's say, you know, you're, like, really good friends with somebody, like, a couple years, and for whatever reason, you know, shit hit the fan, you're not friends anymore. Let's say five years down the road, I mean, you you run into one of those old friends, you know, um, you know, because I think in the back of our minds, you know what I mean? We would always think like, okay, you know, it, it wouldn't bother me. But do you feel like it would be like opening up the wound again? You know, do you think? It you, depends on many factors, you know. Because there are friends that I haven't seen. Like like I said, there are some people. See, I haven't really had a friendship that I cut ties with. And then I'd revisit it like five years later. Mm-hmm. Because that doesn't really happen with me. Like, it's either you're out of my life or you're in my life, you know? Right. Um, and, and most friendships, when they've ended with me, if they'd be rekindled, they're, they're usually rekindled within like a four, five, six, seven-month period or like within a year. Right, right. I honestly feel if it, it's a lot more difficult. I, I, I've never been in that situation. Somebody I used to be friends with, like, and then we split like five years ago, run into each other at a mutual thing we shake hands and everything and everything's cool. Like I've never been through that. So I can't tell you that. Mm. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I know. I mean, cause like, I mean, um, if they, if, if it depends on how did it end, like did it end bad on your side or did it ended not bad on their side. You want to ask yourself that. Um, you want to see if that person has changed since that time. Mm. You know, because obviously if you've grown and changed, you want to make sure that they've grown and change. Because if you've grown but they haven't, you know, if you haven't seen that change, then you can't – then you don't want to interrupt your change to fit up with somebody who didn't – that was a big part of your life that wasn't a part of your life for five years and they might interrupt where you are now in life. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I some friendships are just not meant to last forever. So, um, that, so that's why, like, like I said, to all the friends I've ever had that, that don't, you know, and it sucks. I have memories with a lot of people that will never be forgotten. It's unfortunate. And as I said, it sucks to go through all that just to be strangers all over again. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we're now all, str- some of them are now just strangers again to me. 
it is what it is. But that's yeah. what happens when that's life. You know? So I, I've had friends. It's I've, I've also had a lot of instances where, you know, and I, I guess I, you know, where it's not even one-sided ghosting where, you know, you just you just drift apart. You stop answering their calls. You, they stop answering your calls. And you you kind of just decide not to. Um, it's kind of like obvious that, all right, this is just over. You know what I mean? Like, that's happened a lot of times too. And, and I, you know, there's a lot of instances where I, I wish I had told the person, hey, I don't feel like we're. I, you know, I don't feel like our friendship is as strong as it used to be. I really don't think there's a point to, we're not friends anymore, man. You know what I mean? And a lot of times where I wish I had that courage and strength to say what I wanted to say. And I, I couldn't, you know, I, I wasn't able to, you know. Um, but, like, I, I don't know, for how I feel, I, I think if I was to run into, like, an old friend and, you know, barring, like, you know, if they, you know, obviously if they, you know, he fucked my girlfriend or some shit like that, that I wouldn't be too, you know, I wouldn't be too friendly with him. But like, you know, if it, if it was, you know, something not super, super serious, you know, I think it, it, it would be very hard not to get, feel some sort of emotional, like, oh, hey, what's up, man? You know, even if, you know, even if, you know, you don't, you know, ever go back to that point of, you know, where you were close I think it's very hard to see an old friend and not go up and, you know, hey, man, how you doing? How's everything going? You know, fucking, you know. And, and that could lead to, you know, that could lead to, you know, re-sparking a friendship, rekindling a friendship. You never know. Or even finally talking about the issue that happened. You know, you'll never know what's Friendships are. You'll never know the deal. Looking back, there's a lot of things I wondered if, They'd be better off now. Right. I'll never know for the future if uh, certain friendships I had would ever be refixed. There are some people I dearly miss, mm. but I don't want to reopen those wounds when I know. Like, I won't reach out to them. And that was a mistake I've made in the past is I've, I reached out to people trying to hope we could be friends again. And, of course, I'd get shot down. Because then you set yourself up for more pain. Mm who haven't healed from something or they're just not interested in it. Um, there's always going to be a time in someone's life where eventually if they're meant to come back into your life, it's meant to happen. Not that long ago, back in, in, um, in June, May or June, really close friend of mine. I thought I had lost forever out of nowhere, hit me up on Facebook saying that they miss me. And of course, I was a little iffy about it because that person caused some problems for me in the past. Mm. Then they asked if they could call me. I listened to them talk on the phone. I gave them the benefit of the doubt. Heard them on the phone. They spoke how they felt, you know, Joe, if it wasn't for you, you know, you were the you were one of the you you visited me right after the fire at my house. You did this for me. You did that for me. You know, you were always very unbiased when it came to my relation, my relationship ending. And, you know, I don't want, I, I, I really miss what we used to have as our friendship. 
you know, and I, and I sat there and I was like, listen, it's, it's okay. If, if this is different now than it was a year ago, we can give it another shot. And so far, you know, a rekindled friendship can always feel the, if a, if a friendship's meant to be rekindled, then it's the most amazing feeling in the world. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Mm. I know it's a cliche saying, but it's the truth. Those friendships that are meant to continue being in your lives, there's always, you know, you'll always find a way back together. You'll always find a way back to each other in the end, even if there's a complete break in between. Real friendships will never die because you'll always find a way back to each other. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more with that. It's like, you know. We're going to cut to another quick commercial break. And uh, I swear this is about the broken arm. He I keeps claiming these fucking commercial breaks. You me. hurt my arm. You fake it every time. This is just like when you broke my skateboard. You deserved it because you threw it at me. You, you were beating me in the race. I said you'd have to eat a hot dog full of ketchup. I did want to eat a hot dog full of ketchup, Joe. That's your fault. Just like the time you nailed me with the baseball bat and then you got pissed because I bit you. You bit me on my communion. Yeah, because you were being a brat and you hit me with a baseball bat. You kept striking me out. Yeah, on my communion. You don't communion. know how to play baseball. We're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna cut this off for a second because we have some issues we have to iron out. <laughs> Dumped a box of cornflakes on my head. You don't eat the last bowl of Oreo O's. Those were mine. I. What do you mean they were your Oreo O's? I told you I only got one bowl every day while I was eating freaking waffles, eggs, pancakes, bacon. You were chomping away at the Oreo O's, and you put the box back empty. Hey, you know what? It's not my fault that you couldn't get the Oreo O's in, in time. You didn't get to enjoy that last bowl of Oreo O's you after the cornflakes. Yeah, deserved you it. Ruined it. Oh, oh hey, we're, we're recording. I'm sorry. Uh, my brother, all right. We're talking about some. Uh, <laughs> rehash. <laughs> we still go on. We joke about uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the the fights and arguments. Before we go, uh, Joey wanted to talk about this one incident we had with each other where. <laughs> It was by far the stupidest thing in the world, but you might get a crack out of it. So back a few years ago, um, I made a joke unknowingly, like a joke five months prior to something that I didn't know was going to be a big deal. And a toxic friendship between my brother and me, a toxic friendship of my brother almost instigated an all-out brawl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I made a joke about something. I can't necessarily remember what the joke was about because it was back in 2017. But I made a joke before I ended up working with him at the job we were working at together. Mm. Five months later, we got into it one night. I didn't know what it was, but he came home angry. That same person that was stirring the pot, Mm. you know – told him this and that, and I got 
And I didn't know what was going on at that moment because I was half asleep. It almost started an all-out brawl between me and him. And, you know, the thing is, you don't know what – you didn't. You don't think something from five months ago is going to be that big of a deal. Right. Especially when you didn't know you were going to be working with your brother at the same job five months later. Yeah. But apparently, toxic individual decided to stir the pot. <laughs> so, I thought he would wear himself out from being angry, you know. Because there was a lot of screaming and yelling going on that night. Next morning, I thought everything like kind of like calmed down. Next thing I know, as I'm talking to uh, my aunt, barges into the room, says, oh, don't talk about my business. <laughs> wasn't even talking to him about it. I wasn't even talking about that. He starts running his mouth to me. I start running my mouth back <laughs> because he started with me. <laughs> And next thing I know, he tells me to fuck off. I'm like, no, you fuck off. He says, fuck off to me again. I tell him to fuck off. And for about a good two minute period, we're just sitting there screaming, fuck off at each other. The funny thing is, you you left the house and I followed you to keep saying. He left the house, literally. To start to continue screaming, you fuck off at me. And I'm like, no, you fuck off. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm going up the street <laughs> thinking it's over. And he's still following me screaming, fuck off. And I turn around, giving him the finger saying, you fuck off. <laughs> and it literally led to nothing. It was literally, we we weren't, we didn't get into a physical fight. It wasn't like, <laughs> you don't know how stupid it was. I think I... I think our uncle the, fucking... Our Uncle Dino. <laughs> when I went up... I, I left. I walked out of the house. I went up the street to hang out with my uncle. I was hanging with my Uncle Dino. I see my uncle. He's like... He sees me slam the door as I walk into my... Walk into the place. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, my brother's an asshole. I'm like, what happened with you guys now? He told me to go fuck off. I'm like, so w- w- over what? I don't know. I told him to fuck off. Why are you guys telling each other to fuck off? I'm like, because he's a douchebag asshole and he needs physical, he needs mental therapy or something. <laughs> and I don't know what he was saying. He was probably telling my aunt that that he told me to fuck off. That's that's how you know a con- an argument turns into be something stupid. Well, the funny thing is, nobody he- actually won that argument. He came to me, though, and asked me what's going on with you and your brother. And I told him the same thing. <laughs> so imagine our uncle sitting there hearing us, hearing us the same story from both of us. My uncle's thinking, God, my nephews are so fucking dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. And we look back on this story and we laugh. We so laugh hard. about it all now because it's all in the past. Yeah, and everything's in the past now. You know, it, that's why we're able to kind of joke about it, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I guess that's all the time that we have um, for this episode of Frank Grimm Podcast. We're talking about friendships. Um, I, think it was, I think it was really great. Thanks, Thank you, Joe, for coming on the show again, um, telling your stories. Um, you know, 
your your views on on friendship or whatever. I think it was a I think it was a very constructive episode. Well, without a doubt, I get to share some stories of mine. And I love telling these old stories. You know, I, I seem like I'd be a big storyteller in my life. You know. Hey, I mean, you know, stories are you know, that's uh, how we how we reminisce and remember uh, our memories of life. I, I guess. Um, I think a lot of reminiscent reminiscentary uh, reminiscentary <laughs> remin Smith, I, I know it's a more it's in the book the dictionary of joe but um <laughs> but um I, I think a lot of um i don't want to say nostalgia but i think a lot of memories that sit with me they have little hidden meanings behind everything i do mm. in my life because it always if it hits at my heart as a memory that i i am so passionate about of something when i was younger if it reminds me of something happy from when I was younger, it's going to come into my adulthood. That always follows me around into my adult life. He'll always see it anywhere, anytime with me. In my adult life, you know, I was a hardcore Yankees fan as a kid. You'll always see me wearing a Yankees cap wherever I go. Where you'll see a wrestling, you'll see wrestling shirts all over me. You'll always see Yankees. Oh, excuse me. You'll always see a Yankees hat wherever I go. No, I don't wear it in the shower either. But no, Are you sure about that? Yeah, I, I do, Frank. You know, you do wear it in the shower. Shut up. We're not talking <laughs> about showers here, okay? I remember when you used to throw cold water at me when I was in the shower when we were younger. <laughs> oh man! That or the time you stuffed the fucking tin foil down the drain and caused the whole shower to clog up. Oh my god! <laughs> Why did I do? You thought the T one thousand would come out if you put tin foil down the shower drain? The only thing that came out was more tinfoil, and mom had to pay the plumbing bill for oh that shit. Oh my god! Some of the dumb stuff we did as kids, <laughs> man. Uh, anyway, Joe G, thanks for coming on the show once again. Uh, Joe G actually just signed a five-year contract to appear every Sunday um, for the next five years of his life. That's great of you to sign. No, I didn't. No, he definitely. No, I didn't. He definitely signed a five-year contract. Yeah, when did yeah. I, when did you do that? When I was tired last night at Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings? Oh yeah, you just you, you also bought the uh, you know the uh, premium membership to pay me nine ninety five. Man, fuck that shit! I'm out of here. Hey, that's it for the Frank Grimm podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We'll catch you later.